Welcome back to the Siloam Plus Podcast. My name is Josh Watford, and across the desk from me is... Here I am, John Nicholson with you In the flesh. That's right, the only Uh, way it comes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't want to know what other ways it could come, but uh, glad that you're here. I'm glad Uh, to be here. We, I know uh, Casey put out a podcast uh, last week, but it's been a while since you and I have actually sat it's been down. Two weeks. This is two weeks for yeah. us, and, and it's just again circumstances one. that keep uh, cropping up. We don't have a set time where we sit down. Maybe that's something we need to look at. Maybe, but as if that would really hold up. But uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but at least to give it a shot. But you no, know, we've also tried that with fishing. Right? Yeah, we've tried to set a time and a day where we just. And it's been over six time. months since we've been fishing. So and, that, let that tell you, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to work on our uh, consistency on fishing and podcasting. podcasting that's, exactly a, right. that's a good New Year. Which we resolution. enjoy both uh, quite I know, a lot. That's the, that's the thing. We really, really like to do it. It's not one of those chores that right. we have to do. Uh, it's that I feel like the chores that we have to do kind of Get in the way of the good stuff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to have to work on those uh, chores. That's exactly uh, right. Working out those chores. And John, another reason why we haven't really been really pushing for a podcast it's because we've had other stuff going on in the middle of all the Ephesians yeah. talk that we've been doing. So we decided to let this podcast to talk about things, the other things other than the Ephesians yeah. stuff that's been going on, which included Rose Sunday with the Judson ladies and Sanford Sunday with, uh, well, just about everybody yeah. at Sanford. <laughs> there was a crowd here that day. There really was. But both were just so significant dates. And, you know, they are days that we wanted to take a moment with the podcast just to to try to capture a little bit of those um you know some of the significance uh, some of the significant moments that we you know you and i both kind of remembered uh maybe some conversations that came out of that because they do have some historic significance for us both of those days do and uh and unique and and also not only looking back but looking forward uh, right. what may be because we're anticipating um seeing both of those kinds of events happen for years to come now. Right. And so uh, let's let's start with Rose Sunday then. All right. Why is, just for the people who may not know, why is Rose Sunday even significant in the first place? Yeah, it's a beautiful tradition that I think this was like 92 or 95. I forget which number it was for them. But um, when Judson, you know, before it closed, this was an annual event. It would be equivalent to what most other uh, institutions of higher education have as their Founders Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a day where they would come together and and kind of remember who they were and where they came from, what their roots were. And one of the unique things with uh, Judson was this relationship that we did share with Siloam. Uh, Siloam was the uh, every president of Judson College was a member of Siloam Baptist Church, and every year uh, they would walk over from from Judson and come and worship here intentionally on this Rose Sunday um, to remember their founding and remember those roots. And Judson, to its credit, uh, throughout its history, did remain very faithful and very true mm-hmm. to those roots. And, um, of course, with it closing uh, in the last couple of years, we wanted to find a way to continue um, investing in and remembering that wonderful legacy because there are so many, uh, women, you know, even here in the life of our church, I mean, boy, we could start numbering off all the, you know, your wife and mm-hmm. two of my daughter-in-laws. And uh, there's just a long list of, of ladies here in the life of our church. You know, I think of Connie Cook and others that, yeah. uh um, you know that are are part of that uh, Judson legacy, right. 
And so we want to celebrate that. We want to remember that. And, and it's a good legacy for us to, to recall. And then given the current circumstance with Judson's closing a couple of years ago, there's still a lot of grief. Uh, mm-hmm. There's still a lot of, of hurt um, uh, that, that these ladies are still working through. And to give them a space and an intentional time to be able to gather again. Yeah. To remember, uh, maybe to grieve a little bit, but also to celebrate um, the good things that God has done, not only through Judson, but through the relationships that have been built because of Judson, yeah. uh, was really a valuable thing. It, you know, some people may see it as just kind of a, a pithy motto, slogan, whatever, the always a Judson. But as long as I'm married to a Judson girl, <laughs> there will always be a Judson. Absolutely, you know, there will uh, be. There is, you know, constantly things that will come up about Judson uh, positively. You know, things that uh, Becca were, was able to experience and learn uh, and be a part of during her time in Judson that uh, very foundationally shaped her. Absolutely. And, and just so thankful for so many of those professors that were over there that were a part of that, you know, uh, Dr. Hokinson comes up quite yeah. often. Yeah. Um, and we miss him dearly, but, and so many others. But, uh, and so for me, Rose Sunday, not being a, an actual Judson girl, you know, I always called myself an honorary Judson girl. <laughs> but you can't say that anymore these days. Uh, that's taken in a different way. But, uh, you know, I, I have very fond memories. I was yeah. talking to Dr. Bullard just about three weeks ago about oh, wow. when he, he and I uh, would be on a team against Dr. Wilson and Dr. Potts in pickleball. Playing pickleball, right. Uh, and so we would talk about those times over there and just being able to rub shoulders with those guys and, and just talk about uh, just life yeah. and stuff. And, and so me being a somewhat of an outsider is still very much impacted by Judson. And those, are, those moments uh, for Rose Sundays are just, I think, incredibly important for the Judson girls, but also the entire community that's been shaped by Judson. I think so. And, you know, and that, that phrase, as you said, you know, it may sound kitschy, but it's, you know, it, it still holds true that there always will be a Judson because that influence, though Judson as an institution no longer exists as such, the influence of that institution continues, and right. that impact is far-reaching. You know, I, I was having a conversation with an aunt who was a Judson grad, who's one of her uh, one of her nieces, also was a Judson grad, and some of the work that she's doing connecting churches to another college campus. Um, you know, and I just I was thinking through that and processing. You know, that is a Judson influence because mm-hmm. this other young lady, uh, and again, she was very much involved here as well, part of our ministry, part of our. Uh, you know, she takes some of Siloam with her where she is. Right. And so she knows the importance of that connection that a college uh, student with a church locally has. What you know, how that influences and shapes that life at that critical moment. And so you know those kinds of things. And then you think of people that are, uh, you know, I think of uh, Lily Hodgson who's in in you know law and she's practicing law now, or yeah. uh, Adele Baker who's uh, practicing law as well. You know, there are other. You know, we I start naming Judson girls, of course, that leaves all the other ones out that I know. <laughs> yeah, you can't get uh, trouble. Uh, I'm already in trouble with all the Judson women, but uh, but you know, just the fact that those stories are still out there and mm-hmm. those people are still making. An impact in kingdom ways, yeah, uh, and it's just a dynamic thing. And so, for us to be able to celebrate that and reconnect that, and help them to have a moment to say, "Yes, our Judson experience matters not only in our life, but it matters." 
for God's kingdom where yeah. we are. Just a, another brief story. Uh, her, she was Courtney Tillman, then married yeah. Seth. Uh, but she and Seth came, brought their youth group That's down right. over the summer, and they did mission work with us here in town. And so those connections, it's not just the, the influence that is living with the women as they go out. It's even the ones who come back and make, a, make yeah. an impact still here uh, that's going to live on for only God knows how long. Yeah, and, just and I, so, I keep, on that note, I keep a running list. I've got a short list of, of uh, Judson grads that I'm I'm still pursuing, trying to get them to find their way yeah. back to Marion there, somehow. There are some that are close <laughs> to the kingdom, right? But we're, we're we're making headway on some of those. But but yeah, I mean, your strategy. Oh my gosh, was to find the boyfriends of the girls uh, at Judson uh, to come and and keep them here oh so that my. they would stay here. You know, you come in and point. That's why. I'm here. Well, know, yeah, that, that was employ, not the strategy. You employ know. them here at the church. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you employ them here at the church so that when they graduate, they would all just stay here. Yeah, so well, the idea a, was, Josh, <laughs> that, you know, we were going to uh, invest in some young men's lives. I was just trying to find, and so the natural pool was, all right, find me some ministers that are dating Judson women that, you know, that they're if they meet Judson women's standards, they're pretty good characters. And Thomas Fletcher rose to that uh, uh, that height, and, and and you did too. And, and as I have jokingly said, and let me just emphasize that because Vanessa gets <laughs> on to me when I say this, but uh, you know, I, we we ask you to come here for nine months. You've been here almost nine years now. You know, yep. we just can't get rid of you. you can't get rid of me. <laughs> Tried to fire me several times, and I just won't pack up my stuff and leave. So. But yeah, and it, you know, and to that, you know, that was a, a wonderful. Uh, I, I remember driving down to Dothan to meet with you before you came, and mm-hmm. and. and one of the questions you ask, do I need to give you a resume? And I said, no, I've got, you know, I, I know Rebecca, that's all the resume I need, you know. Yep. She could tell you more than what my resume could tell you. <laughs> I mean, no so, stinking resume. Yeah, just, just ask her. But yeah, you know, in those kinds of things, it is just a wonderful uh, legacy that's there. And, and again, just the faithfulness to that, to its original founding was to, one, give those women the opportunity to have a, an education on par with what a man was receiving at Harvard at that time in the 1830s uh, and then moving forward. But beyond that, also a, a very um, Christ-centered, gospel-centered mm-hmm. um, education. And, and that is one of the things that has struck me, and, and this fits the bill for both Judson and Samford. Uh, and again, Samford uh, has remained true to its founding as well. I'm really grateful for that, that it seems that that's going to be the direction that it has in the future. That's not been the case. Yeah. Uh, the vast, um, I mean, almost all uh, of those schools that were originally founded by Christians uh, have left those roots yep. and have become incredibly secular. Um, so I, I think it was a, a valuable experience for our church to have that experience of with Rose Sunday, those women coming back, and what a beautiful thing to hear them singing on that mm. Sunday morning. Yeah, that was so good. Uh, um, you know, and they're just their presence with us and how encouraging it was for our church. But I think they were also encouraged by our church. Uh, not only those that were here on that particular Sunday, but I was hearing, hearing Elizabeth Wells talk about oh my how she was blessed so many years ago. Yeah, by, by a lady whose name I'd never heard. And right. for the life of me right now, I can't call the name to mind. It may come back in a moment. But, uh, you know, just those kinds of uh, relationships and, and those kinds of one-off, um, you know, things that we would really count as, as insignificant that don't really matter. But in God's economy, they make a huge difference. They've made impacts that are still being felt 
uh, in various places, all really literally around the world. Yep. And uh, what what a cool moment for us to be a part of. And we're looking forward to continuing that. We'll come back to that maybe in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's pivot to Sanford. Uh, this is um, related, you know, in some ways, right? In in many ways, uh, but it's a little bit different. So tell us. Again, for people who don't know, sure. why was Sanford Day, if whatever we want to call that? Yeah, I don't know what uh, we're going to call it. We'll I'm, to call I'm it just calling it Sanford Day, day. for you know uh, right. for purposes right now. But why is that significant for us as a church? Yep. If you happen to be listening and you have no acquaintance with Siloam, both Judson College and Sanford University were founded by members of our church family, Judson in 1838, uh, Sanford in 1841. It was called Howard College at that time. So... Of course, Howard moved to the Birmingham area, and uh, you know those roots had shifted some, had changed, but I mean they still claimed and still have. You know, you can go to Sanford's campus today, and there is evidence of them acknowledging Siloam and Marion and their root. So we're grateful for that. Five years ago, Sanford instituted what's called the Christian Ministries Degree Program. And uh, Dr. Scott Guffin, uh, who I happen to have the privilege of um, attending Sanford with at the same time, uh, he and I both are graduates of there. But uh, anyway, he reached out and they wanted to have a, a, a way of connecting those students with that legacy. And so mm-hmm. they came down. This was pre-COVID. And the intent at that time was to make it a yearly thing. Of course, COVID came along and knocked that out for three yeah, years. Yeah, it was 2019, right? right. <laughs> and then... 2020 right. was right around the corner. So this was the first opportunity for them to come back. They are planning to come each year. Um, but in addition to them coming and um, and, and they, they go and they visit the chapel at MMI, which is where Howard uh, uh, was established. Uh, it's the first chapel that Howard had. And then they go and visit Harry's grave. We're going to be hearing a little bit more about that. What a tremendous story that we'll need to recap via podcast. Maybe mm-hmm. we can talk Galen into sitting down with us for a minute. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and then they came back here and, and had a, uh, if you will, a blessing. Not, not an ordination, but a, a blessing of their pursuit of study for the purpose of ministry. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a, a meaning-filled and rich time for those students. But this Sunday was of particular significance for us as a church because though we've had good relationships with past presidents of Sanford, this was the first opportunity that we had had for a, uh, a president to be able to come and speak uh, here with us. We've got some background noise going on. But again, so Dr. Beck Taylor, it was the first time in, um, gosh, a couple of generations at least that a president of Sanford University had been able to come and speak at uh, at Siloam. And, and, and just to be clear, Dr. Taylor was the one that initiated that. Uh, he heard that the Christian Ministries degree program was coming down for that. And he said, I would love to speak at Siloam, and so we were able to uh, make all that happen, and what a glorious, wonderful time it was, and so encouraging, because uh, just a little more story with the Sanford tale, uh, and I I don't want to get too deep in the the denominational weeds here, but uh, for for various reasons, over 
a period of decades, um, Sanford has distanced its fiduciary relationship with the Alabama Baptist State Convention. At one time, uh, the state convention appointed all the trustees and so forth, and there were financial um, uh, commitments, uh, is maybe too strong of a word, but uh, gifts that were made from the state convention that helped bind those two together. And But um, the, all of that is now gone. There's nothing that is of any legal binding of the state convention with Sanford University. And there had been a lot of concern, a lot of angst, a lot of questions about whether Sanford would stay true to its roots because there's not a good example mm. out there mm-hmm. of a institution of higher learning that was founded by Christians that once it distanced itself from its founding group, that stayed true. So that's still an open question for the future. But yeah. I can say with a great deal of confidence given the time that we were able to spend with Dr. Beck Taylor, I think we're in good hands for the foreseeable future. Yeah, uh, He is evidently a man of deep conviction. Um, he is an economist by trade, by his uh, degree and by his training, and I thanked him afterwards for not being a preacher because we don't need that kind of competition. He, uh, <laughs> he, he brought a fantastic message. He sure did. And uh, and, it, and it did reveal his heart. But then also spending the rest of that afternoon with him, with those students, and watching him interact with those students, and from time to time praying with those students as opportunity arose mm-hmm. in the course of that afternoon, uh, was really a beautiful and and vivid picture yeah. of his heart and his wife, Julie. Uh, she is very much part of that uh, that lead uh, that is going to be for Sanford in the days ahead. And so... Uh, I'm I'm very encouraged. So it was a, a really positive and important day for us on a lot of fronts. And we had some good food after oh, too. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. And we got multiple multiple comments about the, the good food. And and one of the things we challenged and that was a, a wonderful opportunity, I think, for our church and for the students. And I, I've heard great comments from both sides of that. We challenged the Sanford students to when they came and sat down because we wanted them to go first and get their food and that sort of thing. But for them to leave space for our church family to sit down with them Mm -hmm. and then also challenged our church family not to do what we typically do and sit down with the folks that we typically sit down with. Um, And and they did. We scattered out. We had some really good conversations. And and again, I've heard from some of the students how much they enjoyed those moments. But I've also heard numerous comments from our church family about the student or the faculty and staff that they got to visit with and just how encouraging those moments were. One thing that I'm not sure uh, if our church family knew, but a lot of the parents of the students came because it was parents weekend at Sanford. So a lot of the parents came with the students who came. We even had some grandparents here. Yeah, and I was able to talk with several of the parents about what's going on, and they were just, uh, all the parents I talked to were just so appreciative of our church being able to do this for the Sanford students and how much that they feel like their students are getting by coming back to the founding. Yeah. They, the parents understood. If, if the students didn't understand it, I don't know. I didn't get to uh, converse with a lot of them, but the parents understood the importance of the students coming back to the founding uh, place of their institution and get better connected with the roots of uh, what they're about, what they should be about, 
and be a part of what's going on down here as well. well I think the students did as well. And I, yeah. One of the things that, uh, there are a couple of moments that stand out in my mind. One is when they first walked into the sanctuary, how many of them were drawn to the, the Trinity window, the Scutum Fede over there, where the, mm-hmm. the picture of that. And they were just so overwhelmed with that. But then also at the end of their induction, if you will, when they all came and they stood where I stand every Sunday to give the invitation, what I call the dip there in the floor, there's that little indention where pastors have stood for 180 years and just received people and, and watched you know Christ do incredible things in people's lives. And that's become a, a place, you know, this past Sunday, Zachary came and made his public profession of faith. We yeah. reiterated that, that he's part of that long legacy there. And these students being able to, to capture the fact that this is not just about them doing something brand new. They are part of something that's been going on a lot longer than they have. And to be in this physical space where yeah. an E.D. King or a Samuel S. Sherman or, you know, Harry, uh, you know, some of these names that are so uh, uh, ingrained in the life of, of Samford that they were able to be in that very space yeah. that those people were in gave them that connection. And, you know, and for us as a church— you know, we've tried to focus on that. You know, last year's we did the Great Cloud of Witnesses emphasis, trying to look back and realize that we're part of a bigger story yeah. than just what's going on right here. And it was good for those Sanford students, I think, to realize they're part of a bigger story than what's happening on Lakeshore's uh, Lakeshore Drive campus there, mm-hmm. uh, where Sanford's located now. There's more to that story than maybe uh, they were aware of before. And so I, I think it was a an humbling moment, uh, but an eye-opening moment as well for them. So here's here's my last question for All you, right. John. Unless you got uh, more stuff to talk about, I got about. a couple of observations. I yeah, want to get, here, right. here's a question for you. What? How does looking back at these institutional legacies that our institution, Siloam, has been a part of? How does that help us prepare or think toward the future? Mm-hmm. Because you know you got faith, foundation, and future, right? Right. So how does the foundation affect the future? I, I think it. One of the things it does, Josh, is it gives us the confidence that God's up to something that maybe we are not aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a refrain that I heard several times, particularly on Sanford Sunday, uh, just because of the different you know, um, characterization of, of what's going on right now uh, there. But that the people who put together Howard College back in 1841 couldn't have begun to think about a campus that is home to over 6,000 students now, Mm. multiple degree programs, multiple graduate level degree programs, nationally and internationally recognized law and divinity schools, Healthcare, you know, I mean, just there's so many facets to what Samford is doing now that I'm sure that E.D. King and Julia Tarrant Barron and you know Henry Talbert and you know others in those early days of just trying to get the school to survive, I don't think they could have imagined what that was. Mm-hmm. What they did was, all right, God, you've given us an opportunity. We want to be faithful with this and and provide the the seed for whatever you want to do with that. We're in that same place. There are some things that we are, are part of, you know, relationships in our community, uh, uh, ministries that we are, are undertaking, ministries we're dreaming about. We don't have any idea what they may become. 
but we just want to be faithful with them. And by having that foundation, having that that testimony, if you will, that story, right. we see that, God, you can do what you will with that. We just want to put it in your hands and be faithful with it. That's good. Yep. So, I, I'm looking forward to what God can do in the future. Yeah, and you know, I, I, my prayer is is that you know, should the Lord tarry, uh, you know, that in the years ahead, that people will say they didn't have any idea what they were starting. Yeah. But look what God has done with it. Yep. That's going to be great. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> exciting. I mean, it really is. It's it's a wonderful thing to think about. I right, share your, a couple of yeah, observations. Your, your observations. What you got? Well, and both of these came out of some conversations with students, and then one with the judge and the lady. Um, but one of the students uh, that was here with us, he has grown up his entire life at Shades Mountain Baptist Church. Beautiful, wonderful, godly, uh, deeply gospel-centered church there in Birmingham. It's a large church. But uh, he was talking about the difference in the worship style or the worship uh, setting, if you will, because at Shades Mountain, it's he, he as he his words were there's this wall of sound uh, with the singing. And he said so much so that you really can't even hear yourself sing. Hmm. He said it was such a beautiful thing to hear the voices um, in in the sanctuary as they sang and just yep. that. Being together and being able to worship together like that, and know that other voices were being heard, and I thought that was a really a, an interesting comment. Um, you know, something that we take for granted here, week in and week out, that is a very different. Um, but I think it's a beautiful thing. It's one of my favorite things. You know, whether we're it's, uh, reciting the Lord's Prayer together and hearing, particularly the children's voices, that just brings me joy to <laughs> yep. hear them. But also, you know, our adults and others, you know, collectively saying, "God, these are things that we we want in our lives." And we also want to, uh, when we recite the Apostles' Creed, we want to declare these are things that we believe. And to hear that in a collective way, I think, is 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 a potent thing, um, as an an important thing. But then the other thing, um, observation, you know, just from the Judson, and this was from several of those ladies, but just those relationships that they had with members of our church. Um, and and some were, were, you know, they were over at the house for dinner regularly, you know, and those kinds yeah. of things, really connected, sending Christmas cards every year. To others that were, it was just, they always had a smile on their face. I always felt welcomed, and it became home away from home for me. Um, and how vital that was for them staying connected with their faith through those formative years and then saying, this is how I live this faith forward. Um, just really powerful. And, yeah. and again, it just goes to those those small things that we often would think this is nothing, but for somebody, God takes that small thing and it becomes a life-changing, life-shaping moment. And again, that's just being faithful in those small things. We still have a working college right here we in town absolutely do. Uh, that we can have some great impact on. And so, so grateful for members of our church that are on yes. the staff out there that are making that impact, but we also want to find ways to connect with them as a church family, and we're working towards that. Yep. Well, John, I think September uh, 2022 will be one to remember. I think so, and I think looking forward, 23 and 24 and so forth. Yeah, forward, I was going to say, uh, it's going to be one to remember, but there's going to be others to remember as well. Yeah, I think looking forward, that's that's just kind of going to become part of our September calendar, Rose Sunday and Sanford Days, yep. because those are going to be some good moments for us to connect with those folks. Yep. I certainly look forward to those, and, and I hope our church family understands the importance yeah. of those days, and I hope that you all have been encouraged during those days as much as 
John and I have. Um, so yeah, I look forward to more of those and, and more uh, connections that we can make uh, with those students moving forward. So absolutely. Any last thoughts? No, just uh, so grateful for our church family, how you have embraced this year of celebration. And we're looking forward to, and we're working through uh, how we're going to bring all that to culmination in late January. It's going to be a, a joyful thing as we do look back, but with an expectant eye toward what God has for us in the future. Yep, certainly. Well, until next time. See you then. Whenever that'll be. <laughs> Hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, maybe we'll go fishing between now. There we go. I like it. Let's make it happen. We'll see y'all later. All right. <laughs>